Welcome to Tidbit Tuesday. I'm your host, Ashley. Fulton Refuge House creates a safe space through programs and services for all persons impacted by domestic violence, intimate partner violence, sexual assault, and advocates for social change. Everybody has a right to safety, dignity, respect, and self-determination. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing a topic that is super near and dear to my heart. We are going to be talking about the opiate crisis. Because this is such a complex topic, it will be a two-part series. In this first part, I'll just go over what exactly opiate use is, how it affects individuals, and share a story. In the second part of the series, I will be meeting with a teenage boy who is going to discuss with me the use of opiates in his family and how it directly impacts him in his life, the domestic violence that he witnesses, and his earliest memories of his father. So recently, I have been on vacation. I was on vacation for about two weeks, which was excellent. It was great. I had a great time, except for the last day that I was on vacation, I found out that one of my friends had died from an opioid overdose, and it really affected me, of course, like anyone else, losing some someone is hard, but losing someone to something like that, which could be prevented, is even harder. So I really wanted to be open with this episode because I really feel like we need to start a conversation. Start talking about how the opiate crisis is affecting individuals and how many researchers believe that it is directly linked to trauma or childhood trauma. This is not just about the misuse of a substance, but goes way deeper than that. So that's why I chose to do this episode and I just really want to talk openly to you guys about it. I'm not a professional on this subject by any stretch of the imagination. I'm simply just really wanting to talk about how this crisis is affecting many communities across America and that it produces more questions than answers and how we can help the individuals who are addicted. So when I was about the age of 17 and 18 is when I really started to notice that drugs were really starting to take a different form. And what I mean by that is when we were growing up, we never looked at prescription drugs as something that could be dangerous because they were prescribed by a physician. I started to recognize like on the news and through friends and family that opiates were becoming a highly sought out drug such as Vicodin, Percocet, and there really wasn't any education about the effects that opiates could have on a person or how addicting they were. This was a epidemic that started in silence like most ugly things do. I can literally recall the day that I first seen Vicodin. We were at a party. I was the age 17. An individual brought to the party um, his dad's prescription for Vicodin and was handing it out. And he said, you guys don't have to worry. Like this was prescribed by a doctor. I am now a 37 year old adult and I hate to say this, but I have to speak the truth. Very few people that I am friends with 
have not been affected by the opiate crisis. I have very few individuals that I have associated with in my past who are clean and sober today. The opiate crisis has directly affected my life and my children's life. And so I just really want to be open and honest about that and come to you guys at a place where I don't make judgments on people or addiction. I very much understand that addiction is a disease and this opiate crisis is not going to go away without us talking about it and having compassion for those individuals who are addicted. So when I have had the pleasure and honor of speaking with individuals who are in recovery or still currently addicted to opiates, whether it be heroin or um, another type of opiate, I've really got to the understanding that these individuals didn't recognize or understand the effect that this drug might have on their life. We are talking about early 1999 and 2000 when a lot of these individuals were in the midst of using and there wasn't a whole lot of education out there for us to understand. We learned in school that drugs were bad. However, no one had ever seen heroin. It wasn't something that was easily obtained. However, that has dramatically changed and those individuals back in the early 2000s didn't have the information about this drug that we have today. When I sat down and talked to one individual who was addicted to heroin, he described to me how when he became dope sick, he did not recognize that he was actually withdrawing from the prescription opioids he was prescribed. He just thought he had a really bad case of the flu. His addiction began with prescription pain medicine and then manifested itself into a full-blown heroin addiction. For individuals who don't know what dope sick means, it is when the body begins to withdraw from opiates and displays horrendous flu-like symptoms. Opiates attach to receptors in the brain that create something called the opioid effect. They block pain and calm and depress the central nerve system as well as creating a sense of calm and of course happiness or what can even be described as bliss. Opiates are highly addictive drugs, making opiate addiction a real possibility for people who use these drugs. When a person takes an opiate, the drug enters the brain through the bloodstream creating a flood of artificial endorphins and dopamine which are neural transmitters responsibility for feelings of reward, pleasure, and satisfaction. These neural transmitters create a rush of endorphins. This high is so unlike any natural occurrence rush of dopamine or endorphins that the only way the person can experience it again is by using the drug again. After repeatedly using, however, the brain will stop creating dopamine and endorphins naturally, limiting the person's ability to experience these feelings again to only when they use opiates. Because of the strong and desired feelings that flood the brain and because they can no longer feel pleasure naturally, they They may crave an opiate high. People choose to abuse opiates in order to lessen their pain and to continue to experience these euphoric feelings on demand. This is one of the main reasons opiates are highly addictive and why opiate addiction is such a concern. This information was brought to you by a website called Recovery Village. 
You can check out their website for more information on how they can help if you are addicted. So is it really any wonder at this point why individuals who have trauma in their life might be seeking an escape possibly and even be more likely to become addicted to opiates? If they create a sense of bliss and an euphoric feeling and you're in a traumatic state of mind, I can very much see how there could be a strong correlation with that. Now, as I've said from the beginning, I am not a doctor. I am not an expert on this subject. I'm just simply an individual who wants to take the time to really talk about this and start a conversation. I'm just a concerned person and I know that it greatly affects the work that I do as a domestic violence advocate and so this is why I picked this topic. So the only way I really know how to talk about this topic is coming from personal experience. I have an individual who I am extremely close to who gave me permission to share her story on this tidbit Tuesday. She was a domestic violence survivor who had to have jaw surgery. She was prescribed opiate for the pain for these surgeries. She suffered some traumatic events, obviously being a domestic violence survivor, as well as her brother had passed away during this period of time where she was receiving these surgeries. She started taking these opiates to kill the pain of her jaw but really it manifested into full-on addiction because she realized when she took these drugs, she didn't feel sad about the death of her brother. She didn't feel sad about past trauma. She really just had this sense of euphoric feeling and she enjoyed it. And so it became very hard for her to not seek out that feeling on a daily basis because she didn't want to handle what was currently going on in her life. And these drugs gave her that escape. Fortunately for her, she had a very good support system and was able to recognize her addiction very quickly and seek help immediately to get off of these drugs. And so she very much set her mind to dealing with her trauma because she knew that if she didn't deal with her trauma, she would not have a long-standing recovery time. So she started seeking treatment for her addiction as well as getting help dealing with her trauma. She has been 10 years clean and sober this year and she's extremely happy about the decision that she has made to stay clean and sober but she's also extremely dedicated to sharing her story and trying to help other individuals who are suffering with trauma to really help them understand that although opioids can kill the pain they will ultimately ruin your life if you don't deal with your trauma you really don't or won't have success when trying to recover a website called rehab spot states women use opiates to combat negative emotions more than men do unique conditions and trauma affect women can contribute to opiate abuse when compared to male users. For example, women are more often the victims of physical, mental, emotional, and sexual abuse than men. Women who have experienced childhood trauma or domestic violence may use opiates to cope due to the temporary pleasurable and numbing feeling these
these drugs can produce. So with the story that I shared about the individual who is a victim of domestic violence and then turned to opioid use to deal with the trauma, you can obviously see that there was a direct correlation of why she decided to use. I'm not saying that that is the overall norm or that that is the case with everybody. What I'm saying is you can definitely see that there is a correlation with trauma and opioid use in this specific story. So on this tidbit Tuesday, I'd like to share this tidbit. 130 plus people will die every day from an opioid related overdose. Isn't it time we do something about this? If you or someone you know have been affected by domestic violence, intimate partner violence, or sexual assault, please contact Bolton Refuge House at our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week hotline at 715-834-9578. Always confidential. If you are interested in ways you can help Bolton Refuge House, please contact our director, Pat. Her email is director at boltonrefuge.org.